0: First, in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here is your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline.
1: But it's good to be back in the saddle here in my own show I just got off the air doing somebody else's show This one's mine, spouting off Um, So good to have you along Our very first show of the new year 2022 And um, I wish that things were a little calmer And we could take a little more time to just uh, sit on our laurels But voila, voila We can't. I hope you had a wonderful holiday, a wonderful Christmas and New Year's. You spent it with your family or those you love. And among the many things that were a delicious ending to a very difficult year was this little audio that I pulled for our uh, engineer extraordinaire art. To play for you today we may just play it once or twice throughout the show today because it's a beautiful thing go
2: i hope you have a wonderful christmas yeah i hope you guys have a wonderful christmas as well Uh, and let's go brandon
0: let's go brandon i (laughs) agree hey by the way where are you in oregon
1: okay we can we can end it there because the guy hung up (laughs) by the way And uh, this was a parent who, and apparently he gets it on Biden, uh, and this pierced through the veil of legitimacy of a president who has no clue what Let's Go Brandon means and agrees to it. Now, of all the control and manipulation of the media, manipulation and censorship of a narrative that we're supposed to swallow, hook, line, and sinker. We're Americans. We don't swallow that easily. Actually, I've been disheartened by the number of people who do swallow it, swallow the narrative, people who are still wearing rags on their, face, on their faces, um, and in many cases, they've put rags back on because of the Omicron, Omicron. But this... Around Christmas, because of NORAD, you probably heard about it. it, was a beautiful, beautiful thing. There was Jill Biden watching as the veil got pierced as to who exactly Joe Biden is. He's a presidential potted plant who most everybody knows is not calling the shots. So that's already A coup in this country, because even if they claim Joe Biden won the election, is he really in control? Is he who they claim people voted for? No. So one lie begets another lie. It is not radical to ask if our elections are free and fair and legitimate. And it's not not uh, radical to ask what the heck's going on with Joe Biden. We knew it. he was in better shape during the election, and he stayed in his basement. Now he is uh, staying in the Oval Office or wherever he's staying, and he is calling him out of touch, couldn't even begin to state it. He is saying what he is supposed to say, and even then he can't even read a cue card. This is a supreme example of the contempt Whoever it is who really is directing the shots, I call them the whomevers because I don't know who they are. I just know that uh, that uh, Joe Biden is not calling the shots. He's not even calling the covid shots and the booster shots and the 347th booster shot. Did you know that Australia ordered 14 shots per person? What is it they're trying to do? Jonas Salk is is turning over his grave right now. That's what's really going on. So here's another delicious one. I really love this one. I do. Uh, A Texas congressman submitted the controversial Joe Rogan. Rogan. I'm going to have to start listening to him. He is a big, 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 big hit. Uh, I don't even know much about Joe Rogan. I'm sorry. I apologize, but I don't. I got too much on my plate. But I'm going to have to start paying a lot more attention. So a GOP Republican representative, Troy Nels, submitted Joe Rogan's controversial podcast with Dr. Robert Malone to the congressional record on Monday after it had been removed on YouTube. And the congressman, God love him, applause, applause, says the move will keep it from being censored. How about that? Today, he quotes, I quote him, I submitted the transcript from the Joe Rogan Experience podcast episode 1757 with Dr. Robert Malone to the congressional record. Nels, who is also a medical doctor, tweeted, big tech wants to restrict your access to this information, but they cannot censor it out of the congressional record. Now, what did, what is part of what Dr. Malone, the creator of these vaccines, let me get that right, the a physician, Dr. Robert Malone, physician and inventor of the mRNA vaccine technology, says that there is an obvious attempt to hide the truth about the Wuhan coronavirus pandemic. That's what they don't want us to know. They are covering up, suppressing information on the deadliness, the lack of effectiveness of these vaccines. And we now know that VAERS, the virus reporting apparatus, is massively underreporting the number of, of deaths and injuries from this vaccine. Now, I ask you, this is a hard question to ask, but I try to ask the tough questions here. What's the possible motive for that? Why don't they want people to know that this shot could be very deadly to some people? I know somebody whose sister-in-law just died. Now, do I have all the facts as to what she exactly died of, but she died very, very um, suddenly after getting a booster. Now, I don't know all the facts, but guess what? The powers that be, and they shouldn't be in power, they don't know the facts either. And they seem to be suppressing the facts. They seem to be telling you that you're only allowed to think a certain thing about the virus. That's been true for more than two years. You're only allowed to accept certain quote truths about it that we give you and we're going to take active steps to shut people down <clears throat> who dare to ask questions. We don't like, is there anything American about that? Is there anything suspicious about it? Especially When you combine all of that, combine it with they're not only suppressing information about the dangers of these shots, they're forcing the shots. Now, you can go back and forth. Are they forcing it? Uh, Are they censoring it so they can force it? Are they forcing it? The question is why? Why are they forcing this shot on everyone? Why do they keep expanding and expanding and increasing and increasing? More boosters, more boosters, more shots for younger people. We want to get this shot in everybody's arm. You're not allowed to say no. You're not allowed to pass. Thank you very much. I'll pass. Does that mean when they pass the cake, when they pass the the chocolate eclairs, you must have it forced down your throat because they said so? Well, of course not. You would think not. But I know, this is amazing to me, I know conservatives, people I tangled with even last week, who are justifying the use of force. People on supposedly the right and the left are justifying the use of force of this questionable, experimental, potentially dangerous, and not very effective shot. We're still not allowed to say no. Is that suspicious to you? What could possibly be the excuse for that? Well, the conservatives that I know, here's what they're saying. They're saying that we're... <laughs> here's a phony conservative who said it. I won't use his name because he's a an engineer for a very prominent talk show in another state. He said, you... I'm a conservative. He's not. He's no such thing. And I think you're a hypocrite because you're not accepting the consequences of your actions. <laughs> Talk about double speak. So it's acceptable and he's an apologist for the expanded power of government bureaucrats, elected and unelected, deciding what the consequences will be for you not doing as they say. So let's see, the consequences are you have to be punished, persecuted, prevented from making a living, prevented possibly potentially as is happening in Europe from shopping for your family if you have any money left after they took away your job. All of these principles are perfectly acceptable because you said no to an experimental and potentially deadly uh, shot. Uh, and that shot should be pushed upon you, even though many and growing numbers of doctors say that if you have natural immunity, it's better than the shot. No, you're not allowed to re- re- uh, refuse. You're not allowed to refuse. And if you refuse, you deserve the consequences. Isn't that blaming the victim? We're going to impose unfair, unjust uh, atrocities upon you in what used to be a free country for saying no, but you deserve the consequences you get. Would you believe that there are professed conservatives saying that? They aren't conservatives at all. And among the good pieces of news, and, you know, they're preciously few and far between, uh, but we're seeing it are people that being exposed for the authoritarians they really are you know if you're if you're out there pushing mandatory shots on anyone with the adviso proviso yes proviso that you deserve the consequences you get if you refuse you ain't no conservative not in the sense of living and let living And that, ladies and gentlemen, is part of the root of what we are dealing with. It is a virus. The virus, what's the real virus? The death of the whole notion of live and let live. I have a piece on my website at karencataline.com. I I wrote a lot last week, but the piece about the death of live and let live uh, actually lays out some of the outrages of people claiming to be conservatives who have ceased to live and let live because they've bought into the fear mongering, the the virus of fear that if you don't do as we say, not only or if you don't swallow the preposterous notion that people who aren't, quote, vaxxed are 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 dangerous to you. Now, how did they how did. Intelligent people swallow that one. How did intelligent people swallow that lie? That if you chose to say no to the vaccine because you're allergic to it, because you don't want it, because you don't like it, uh, then you're a danger to people who supposedly have been vaccinated from the virus. I mean, you cannot make this stuff up, can you? You're a danger because you said no to people who are claiming that it's for your own good to take the vaccine because then you'll be protected. This is circular insane logic, but we're living in insane times. So Dr. Robert Malone, the actual inventor of the mRNA vaccine is speaking out against it and they're, and they're and they're censoring him and suppressing him and what he thinks cuz he's not he's not doing as he's told, he's not advancing the narrative Do you really think Joe Biden is directing all of this communism being imposed on America and on the free world? Not just America, but all over the free Western world. We're seeing it on Australia and Austria in Europe writ large. All of a sudden, the government has become authoritarian and we're supposed to just take it. I say in 2022, don't take it. We ain't taking it. We're speaking up and exercising our rights more than ever before. I'm doing it. You should do it. And you don't have to agree with me. We're not the side of the aisle that forces you to agree. We're the side of the aisle that says, (laughs) opinions are like derriere's. Everyone has one. And yours should be heard. That's why we do spouting off and a whole lot more. Well, you hear that music. We have to take a break. and I'm glad (laughs) Karen Cataline uh, and you're listening to Spouting Off here on WSNN 1590 AM and 95.3 FM so delighted to be back in my home show Spouting Off we'll be right back
0: you're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline.
1: Welcome back to Spouting Off here on WSMN. We also do a simulcast with K Star Radio Network, sometimes BBS Radio. We're all over the place. We love our partners and we love those, uh, we love our listeners as well. Uh, we are going to jump right in with our very first guest, who is, he just happens to be running for Congress. His name is Tom Norton. He's an America First conservative veteran running for Congress as a Republican in Michigan's 3rd District. Wowie wow. Do we need more of you guys? Thank you, Tom Norton, for joining us here on Spouting Off.
2: Thanks for having me on there, Karen. but it's going to be a fun year.
1: <laughs> well, um, I'm telling people to gird our loins because uh, given what 2021 was, uh, I'm I'm a little trepidatious. Uh, in what way do you think it's going to be fun? And are you more optimistic than I am? I hope so.
2: Well, I think you're going to have a heck of a Republican uh, wavier this year, and it's going to be... Uh, it, you got to think of the positive parts. Joe Biden has come in and been so bad that uh, a- after he walks by the house that he's supposed to turn to um, and has this high inflation and everything else, people are so turned off to him that, that his voters are not going to show up to vote whatsoever. And I think our folks, after what happened in Virginia here this last fall and how close New Jersey was, they are going to show up. And you got to think in the positive part. If, if, let's say, the economy was rolling great, inflation was low, Joe Biden was doing a good job, and he was trying to slowly put all these socialist policies in place. This election would be, we'd be in trouble because they'd be able to people would sit there and be able to like, well, maybe we should embrace this. But now they're getting to see how big of a failure it is, so we're able to reject it. And I see a lot of young people being turned off by what their college teachers taught them. So that's why I'm so optimistic.
1: Well, that's great to hear. I might as well get the elephant in the living room issue off out into the open and uh, you know, right and 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 uh, right out in the open first off, which is if there are honest elections, we win. But mm-hmm. what is gonna happen in Michigan in your race and in others, but especially let's talk about your race, uh, with the feeling that uh, the integrity of fair and free, And honest elections. What about that? Well,
2: in Michigan, I'm not as concerned about my race, which some of your listeners might be a little shocked by. But in Michigan, we have this thing where the voter can actually pay for an audit. And when I mean by audit, I don't mean run it through the machine like they did in Georgia and Arizona. Because if you run the same ballot through the same machine, you're going to get the same result. Yeah. That's just how how the program. Garbage in, garbage out. Yeah, so in Michigan, yeah. when you pay for one, they're hand-counted with a canvassing board. And with your people being able to stand there, and a one Republican precinct delegate and one Democrat precinct delegate have to be present for the count, sitting there counting them with it. So in Michigan, there is an apparatus that checks and balances system. And I happen to be the only candidate in the state that's actually paid for these. I paid for one in 2000 and. Uh, 14, and I paid for one. Actually, just this last year in a special election for a state senator that I that was running to be my state senator, and uh, paid for their recount. Moved the ballots 48 votes. After they did the manual recount, and it was only 132 separating, so it kind of made everybody sweat a little bit as they sit there and they found a a single machine with machine error. Well, now if you think about that, and you times that across the entire state. That can make a huge difference for a statewide race. Let's say you're down to three thousand votes. You got one machine in every uh, state senator spot. You just you just flipped an entire election. So, I mean, that's the type of stuff that you can actually have happen. But you have to have the apparatuses to do it, and your people that are voting for you need to know that you are going to go to the mat for that type of election integrity.
1: Right? Do you have voter ID in Michigan?
2: We ish. yes so you're supposed to you're supposed you're supposed to be able to so in Michigan yeah. you have this saying you can walk in you're supposed to have an ID but if you walk in with a bill from your house and you don't have your ID you sign this uh, this voter application they still run your ballot through they still count your ballot so it makes no pro there's no point to actually do this and you're signing a piece of paper saying that yes I do vote here hmm. so that's uh that's basically what they, they do and in, uh, in Michigan the issue what? in Michigan really is. Go, go ahead.
1: Go ahead. You go ahead and finish. I'm sorry.
2: The biggest issue Michigan has with voter with voter counting, and one of the nice reasons why I like to make sure I pay for an election in my area, is because if the clerks are paranoid about it, they're less apt to do the one issue where you can actually really flip an election in Michigan. And this has happened over by Detroit. Right. What?
1: As a deterrent
2: yeah is a yeah it's strength through force. so yeah uh, so the, anyway so so um you can if you tear a ballot bag in Michigan and the ballot bag is slightly torn, you have to take the count that the clerk wrote on the bag, so let's say a clerk is has an opponent against them. I was actually refunding money for this one time, so wow. this is how I know this is an actual Michigan law um if the- the clerk had an opponent and I was 100% certain the clerk lost the A.V. vote. Well, oddly enough, all the ballot bags for just the A.V. ballots were torn, and all the ballot numbers were handwritten by the clerk Mm. in her own race. But because the bags were torn, we couldn't legally count them, and we had to accept what she wrote on the bags. That's under Michigan law. Wow! But uh, that's that's the only way that you can actually steal an election in Michigan. And that's where everybody's sitting here looking at it. It's like they're, they're looking at this other part where it's you have to look at the bags. Every state has a way where Republicans and or Democrats have stolen elections in the past, and both parties have done it, depending on the area. So me, the ready, one of the reasons I'm running for Congress, I believe every election should be audited, every one of them. It's one of my few squishy issues. It's $5 billion a year, which when they're spending a $5 billion a year to study frogs, I think it's a very, very simple process for us to be able to do that for election integrity. Millions of Americans have died in combat defending this country. And that right to that, that ballot should be fully protected. And every single person that commits election fraud should go to jail, period. We need yes. to we need to actually have a zero tolerance policy on any election fraud. And when somebody goes there's not enough to change the election, it's like, wait a second, what do you mean enough? There shouldn't be any.
1: Well, I couldn't agree more, but when you've got uh, people in elected office who are either benefiting from or uh, implicated in election fraud, then you got a whole nother kettle of fish, that's for sure. And I think most everyday citizens are quite suspicious about just how guilty some of our elected officials are. We do not know, but we deserve to know. Uh, let's mm-hmm. change gears a little bit, because you are indeed a veteran. Thank you so much for your service. I'm looking on your website here at Tom Norton for Congress. Actually, what's the exact Tom one? Tom.GOP. Tom.GOP. Tom uh, but none of it goes and, to the
2: GOP. They don't have a backbone. Uh,
1: okay. So uh, you have a statement. We can never forget this this atrocity of what happened in Afghanistan in about August or so of this past year. And you have a statement on Afghanistan. Uh, talk about that, because a lot of people, it seems like a distant memory, but it was a travesty what happened in Afghanistan. And for you, I'll bet it's 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 particularly painful. It's painful for all of us.
2: Well, I, I've done suicide prevention. And I have had veterans since Afghanistan and the way it was handled where I've had to drive out to them, go to them to a cemetery, of somebody else from another unit they were in before I met them. It's a lot of them deployed two, three times. And uh, I've seen them sit there with friends of theirs that they went to high school with that died and just break down next to headstones. So oh. this might be a distance memory to them, but uh, to some people, but to those veterans, it's scars that are going to be permanent. It's just like the Vietnam vet that when they sit there and they saw Saigon just collapse and fall. And, I mean, the, the Afghan army collapsed faster than the uh, South Vietnamese did back in the 1970s. And it's because we withheld their support. We withheld all the resources that the Afghan military needed to stop the uh, the Taliban. I mean, the, the the leaders of their military literally... Flew out of the country three days before the Taliban attacked, and they're all retired now, and they all had money in their bank accounts. You don't think that the Taliban didn't just pay them to leave? That's what created the disorganization. Instead of the United States stepping in and saying, "Wait a second, we can maintain this situation until it's put back together," they they sat there and they were able to overrun it. And then we left eighty-six billion dollars of equipment there. What do you think that? I think that's exactly great, what Russia is waiting to do. They're hoping that NATO is going to leave equipment there for them to have. Okay, hey, let me have about $86 billion, too. We're jealous. Um, there's an order to withdraw. There's a complete order. Step one, you remove all the American civilians and citizens. All of them. You remove them from the country. That's step one. Step two, you pull out the equipment with the troops at the same exact time until you're withdrawn from the nation. But instead, we pulled out the military, left the equipment, and the civilians. That's that's not how you do a withdrawal. <laughs> it's it? In it, the fact that General Milley is still in charge of the United States Armed Services, that's bad. That is horrific. That type of failure in the history of the world. Every general that has that type of failure in their head has resigned their commission.
1: You know what, Tom? But for
2: some odd reason, Joe ask- Biden still has him there.
1: Uh, Well, I'm going to ask, you gave me the perfect opening to ask another one of those elephant in the living room questions, since you're not serving any more actively. Whose side are these people on? That's what I want to know.
2: Well, here's what the real issue is. Republicans and Democrats, these people are on the side of a true woke military agenda, a true destruction of the United States. We don't have constitutions in classrooms. We don't say the Pledge of Allegiance in a lot of classrooms in America. Heck, they don't teach cursive so they can read the Constitution of the United States. I think some schools are starting to teach it again. But we, these people are at a full assault on what is real American values. Nobody knows what the First Amendment actually says. It talks about freedom of speech, the right to peaceably assemble, for the left, peaceably assembling is burning down police stations and shooting cops in the street and killing little kids and protesting for BLM. But it's a complete insurrection when people go into the Capitol unarmed on a January 6th riot. That, that's a full-on insurrection. But burning down police stations and shooting cops, that's, that's an insurrection. That's a peaceful protest to the left. And we have Republicans just sitting down and cowering to them. Just like this NDAA bill, the uh, National Defense Authorization Act, they have government funded sex changes in there for the military uh-huh. government funded Gee, put right into you think there. they want to the emasculate
1: our military i would say so
2: men but, and women yeah,
1: they you, want to emasculate
2: all but 70 republicans hopped on that crazy train 70 huh. republicans that bill right there should tell every republican in the united states who is not on their side and, if right. we, and the problem is as we identify them we have to understand that we are our own solution to the problem. The establishment raises money, and then they sit there and they t- tell the general masses what to do. But us that pay attention, mm-hmm. we need to get our candidates, hop on board, and actually do it in mass force. Let's say, I don't know how many listeners you have. Let's say you have tens of thousands of listeners. Think about the power of just a thousand listeners. A thousand listeners doing 10 or 20 bucks a month to different candidates, and let's say they can spend 100 to 200 bucks a month to spend for that, they're now putting $10,000 a month into a candidate. You have just given them the ability to have a basic functioning campaign so they can take on the establishment and build it in their own areas. We need to start grouping together in a strong force like a like a Greek shield wall. And all of us <laughs> can be a part of that. But we have to be our own solution for every race across America. And it sucks, but we have to do it. Tom people, Norton people, for Congress.
1: If, in our last couple minutes, I want to make sure and get this in that you received quite an important endorsement from General Michael Flynn, one of the left's biggest nemesis, and now yours apparently. Now you're right at the, right there up there because Michael Flynn endorsed you. Talk about that for a minute, and then. Make sure and tell us how we can find you, follow you, and give you some bucks.
2: Well, go, Well, Well, General Flynn, he has endorsed us. They're fully supporting us. Actually, uh, um, his, uh, his family helps quite a bit with giving uh, contact resources. So as they get contacts, what the Flynn family does is they really help you try to network a little bit to get some of the resources you need to win in order to get the experience and knowledge, some of the fundraising apparatuses. So, And a lot of it was part of the military part. So when we talked on the phone, it was a military connection. He was a general. I was an operations NCO. So Uh I've dealt with a lot of generals, officers, and commanders. And uh, so that was a really nice connection in there. And both of us, he sat there, he goes, you know, I was a lifelong Democrat. He's more of a blue dog Democrat, which is a conservative. And for years and years and years, (laughs) you had conservative Democrats. You had conservative Republicans. Today, you really don't have conservative Democrats. I mean, Joe Manchin's about as close as you get. And uh, he switched parties. He's essentially switched parties because of that. He still identifies as a Democrat, but he's really a Republican now when you stop and look at it. That's why the Democrats uh-huh. hate him so much, as he left them. But if your people want to actually help be part of that hoplite salute, like a Greek shield wall, they can go to GOP. Uh-huh. and like I said, none of it goes to the GOP. It's just an easy domain name. Just go to time.gop, and we'll be more than happy to take as much help as we can get. But all of us have to learn to become our own solution. And it's no offense to anybody, but if you can donate a buck because you're on Social Security, you're doing what you can. Some of these people don't realize just because you're broke doesn't mean you can't give a little here, a little there, and stuff like that. And you can all be part of the solution. And And if you're sitting back just listening and complaining at the dinner table, and you're not going and running for precinct delegate or a local office or donating to a candidate uh, or being part of the change, no offense. I think are people are.
1: I think people have been shell-shocked, to use the military phrase, and now hopefully 2022 is going to be gonna a whole waken. lot different uh, than that. So tom.gop, go there. Learn more about Tom Norton. You're so articulate on the issues. We so appreciate having you. Thank you for your time. Good with, good luck with your race. We'll try to check in on you again.
3: Thank
2: you. God bless.
1: God bless you, too. Well, uh, when we come back, we're going to have another guest here. Boy, we have a quick-moving show. That's what we have. Karen Catalina, you're listening to Spouting Off here on 1590 AM WSMN.
0: You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline.
1: Welcome back to Spouting Off here on WSMN and other various networks. Um, if you'd like to... Write me or connect with me in any other way other than calling in at the appropriate time. It's often in the first segment, but not always. Just go to KarenCataline.com. That's Karen the normal way. Yes, I'm a middle aged white woman who complains a lot. Uh, and Cataline uh, is spelled K A T A L I N E. I love hearing from listeners, uh, good, bad, or indifferent. It's all good to hear from you, and let me know who you might like to hear on the show. Well, it's January of 2022, and that can only mean that the entire last year of the left losing their cookies about January 6th, trumping up charges, and I say that on purpose, uh, for American citizens who went to question and petition their government for grievances To hold peaceful rallies, some of them acted up, but the left has been spending a year trying to call it an insurrection. And (laughs) for a group of people that impeaches a president who's no longer in office, that's par for the course. Here to talk about it is a producer uh, of the filming of that January 6th rally, uh, which is quite astonishing We're going to hear a whole lot more uh, about her background in in just a moment. Her name is Nina May. And, Nina, we are so good. It's so good to have you here on the program to talk about this because our listeners are going to get bombarded with January 6th, January 6th, as they have been all along. Thanks for being with us.
3: Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Good. So, tell us a little bit more about your background uh, and how you came to be there on January sixth.
3: Well, I'm a producer, writer, director. We've done many, many documentaries. We do um, TV shows, and uh, which had actually a feature-length film in the theaters when COVID hit. So we've we're across the board as far as productions, but um, as a result of Uh, being in D.C. for many, many years and seeing a lot of uh, rallies and everything that go on there, I thought it was a very historic time. And I said, you know what, let's bring the crew down. Let's film it. We we can get our own B-roll. We don't have to worry about licensing if we decide we're going to do a a little video or film or something like this. And so that's kind of the way we all think is, hey, let's get some good footage. Uh, I didn't go down there with an idea that there was going to be any issues at all because there never are when you you know have conservatives together they just you know they're they're rallying and it's like a pep rally and there was no anger there was no um fear it was a very happy happy warrior crowd basically is what it was and um we didn't really know what we were getting into we didn't even know until the day before that the president was going to be speaking and apparently he didn't even know that so a lot of things were up in the air. No one really knew what was going on. But I tell you who did know what was going on was the Park Services because they issued at least four permits for people to be on the Capitol. So for the left to say, oh, it was an invasion and an insurrection and they sort of stormed the Capitol and all, that happens every single time there's a rally in D.C. People come, they go to the steps of the Capitol, they hear the speakers and at the end of it they always say, okay, now go to your your uh, respective congressman's office or senator's office and tell them you know how you want them to vote on this issue or whatever and then they march through the capitol and they go into the house office buildings the senate office buildings they've been doing this for a gazillion years this is, nothing this is the people's
1: house all... they make it seem like that was a fortress that citizens exactly. the mere peons they make it
3: sound don't exactly deserve like you're trespassing and that's one of the of the allegations against some of the people that are in jails, they were trespassing. Well, how can you trespass if the federal government has given you permission to be there by issuing a permit to protest? So that just Nina, doesn't make any sense. Let me ask something.
1: It's almost hard for me to visit this issue because it's so infuriating and upsetting because this is being used to put us all on notice. We'd better not mm-hmm. exercise our rights. we better right. not do anything they don't want us to do it's all being used mm-hmm. as a psyop to bully and intimidate people but right, how exactly. is it that if the charge is trespassing which is preposterous but even if it is how do you get how do you get a year in jail without a trial and and um uh, solitary confinement for that how do you get away mm-hmm. with that
3: yeah exactly that's a big question that's the you know the thousand dollar and they are getting because, away with it, right? Yeah, they are. They're, these people's um, due process has been denied. They've not been charged with anything, and one of the reasons I think is you know there's fourteen thousand hours of security camera footage that they're not releasing, and if they brought a trial, they would have to release the evidence to show that this person did this or that or whatever their claim is that they did, but if they if they don't want to release the evidence they're not going to charge them with anything they're not going to have a trial because it's it's kind of a catch 22 for them you have a right to uh to face your accuser and you have a right to look at the exculpatory evidence that's there even if you it's not yours it it impacts your trial and they're not doing any of this they're violating the rule of law and it's um and it's very frightening in a way because oh. there's no accountability really? with this administration zero accountability you have a a, a um, Department of Justice that is out of control, the FBI is out of control, they were part of that, quote, insurrection. They were the ones that were, quote, inciting people to violence, the ones that fell for it. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, there were a few people that did fall for it, but others, and we saw it on the streets, we saw people coming up to us and sort of rallying everyone, and Go, come on, let's push forward, push forward, don't be weenies, don't stay back there, and to the person, everyone was okay. That's a nut. Stay away from him. I mean, you could smell them. You could smell them a mile away that they were they were uh, plants basically that were oh. trying to incite a riot of you know just peace loving people that were there you know to protest a, uh, a rigged election, which they this have the is right so to do.
1: Banana Republic it is so third world,
3: using yeah, a lot is, of the
1: same it. tactics of of framing and stinging people who are already your political enemies so you can uh, persecute and uh, charge them with crimes. What about, we've got to mention Ashley Babbitt who was mm-hmm. murdered by a Capitol police officer apparently and mm-hmm. no
3: charges there, right? Talk about nope, that. No, no, Yep. No charges at all. In fact, they talk about an insurrection. It was an armless insurrection. The only gun that was apparent was this police officer who shot an innocent, unarmed woman. I mean, she shouldn't have been doing what she was doing, but she certainly didn't deserve to die. And the fact that there's no accountability for him, yet you have that huge trial for, for Kyle Rittenhouse, and they're screaming and yelling that he's a murderer. When he was just defending himself, he was protecting himself, he had the right to be there, he had the right to have that long gun. In fact, the police were right there next to him. They saw that he was walking around, and several other people were walking around with long guns. So there was no crime being committed. And when he did defend himself, he was defending himself, yet the left is screaming and yelling that he's a murderer. But this man, this Capitol Hill police, shot this woman in cold blood. Nothing. Silence. Deafening silence. Oh, no, no, he's called a hero. He's called a hero.
1: A hero. So we see Uh a pattern here of manipulating the evidence, of manipulating, attempting to manipulate Uh public opinion. Where has your footage gone? You took footage. Now, you didn't go inside the Capitol, I presume,
3: but you took footage. Where is that? that? And is that Um, useful, exculpatory evidence? I think it could be. I think it absolutely could be because it shows that where we were, people stopped. People did not go into the Capitol. They were not forcing their way in. And there were a, a very polite crowd, very large crowd, very polite crowd. They were singing God Bless America and chanting USA. And then the, the stormtroopers appeared up on the, you could see it on our footage, up on mm. the um, the stairs, the steps. And they started shooting uh, flashbangs into the crowd. And oh. I think that they were trying to incite the crowd to violence, but it didn't work. I mean, the people were just yelling back, saying, stop doing that. What are you doing? And we stayed for a while. We stayed for about 20 minutes while they were shooting the flashbangs. And again, no one moved forward. There was no advance, nothing. I'm convinced, and I, and I've, I've seen the footage, and I've got my own footage, that some of this was pre- recorded before this day before this happened maybe it was pre-recorded early in the morning because oh where the God. where the um they were pushing against the bike racks you saw the guards you've seen this footage over and over again the guards pushing the quote maga supporters against a bike rack that was exactly where we were standing the difference is though where we were and where exactly we were standing where they were the uh, inaugural bleachers had been built already and they were covered in white plastic when you showed this footage of them pushing back against the, the MAGA supporters the f- scaffolding was only halfway up and there was no white plastic so oh. this was done, this was footage that was, I'm convinced was filmed and all we need to do is get the footage, give us the footage and I can see a time date well, That's on there. why they're not a letting you date. have the footage. Exactly. I would say. And that begs the question, what do they have to hide? What do they have to hide, and why are these people languishing in jail when the, the other side knows that they have in their possession evidence that proves that they're innocent? There's just something wrong with that. Sergeant of Arms, they're trying to get the, uh, the emails between Nancy Pelosi and the Sergeant of Arms. Nope, can't get it. Why not? What is it they were talking about that is so secretive that the rest of the world can't know about it? Mm. You know, it's, it's two standards we've got here. It's a standard for them. They can break the law. They can do whatever they want. And there's a standard for the rest of America that if you even look at them cross-eyed, they're going to throw you in solitary confinement for the rest of your life. Are you being,
1: Nina, are you being
3: persecuted?
1: Have anybody come and visited you and said, you better do this, you better do that, or we're going to punish you?
3: No, but I've had several friends that that's happened to. And oh. and I think because we were there in the capacity of producers uh, again, I'm a producer, writer, director. We have our film crew. We have been doing this for years. This is nothing new. And basically, we were reporting. So if you you know, lock us up or whatever, you're going to have to lock up every single reporter that was there, every person that was taking footage and selling it to the news um, channels. You had this one man that sold or had a contract to sell $35,000 worth of footage that he'd not even shot yet. He signed the contract at 10 in the morning. To give his footage to CNN and CBS, and really, uh, and he was the one that was yelling, "Let's burn this effer down." And so you think, oh, huh. wait a second, he's the one talk about an insurrection or an instigator. He's an instigator. Yet suddenly he gets wealthy off of taking pictures inside. And how did he happen to be there to film that man shooting Ashley Babbitt? I mean, how did that happen? I'm telling you that just, just the, the the chances of that are like one in a gazillion that he happened to have his camera going when this one policeman happened to stick his gun out when Ashley Babbitt happened to be going through that window. And if you look at the reaction to everyone, let me put it this way, if a gun went off within two feet of you, you'd hear screaming. You would hear people hitting the ground. They would be running. They'd be scattering. But nothing happened. Everyone just kind of stood there Wait, so fall back what are you asserting
1: about the shooting of Ashley Babbitt? I'm not
3: I, I quite sure. I just don't sure. know. That whole thing just felt very, very staged, especially because the man who took the photos, took the pictures, he's the one that was getting paid. He signed a contract that morning to get some good footage of all the violence that was going to happen in the Capitol. Well, how did they know violence was going to happen in the Capitol? How did they possibly know that unless they were behind it? Unless yeah, they but were Ashley Babbitt
1: it. is really dead, so...
3: Yeah, yeah, what? I know. I know. That's what, what I'm you saying. Thinking? What are the chances? What are the chances that he was there when that happened? I don't. It just it begs the question. I'm not. I'm. I don't know. It just. It's just very, very, very weird, wow. the way it happened, the way it unfolded, and the fact that this man happened to be able to catch that footage, and then he's he's heard on his own tape saying, "Wow, we did it. That's amazing. We did it." he's heard on we his own what? tape. Um, Yes, on his own tape, yes. And so what is it he's referring to when he says we did it? What does that mean? You know?
1: I don't know. um, And that's the problem. There is some people just throw up their hands. We can't afford to do that and say, I don't know. And there's a lot of misinformation that keeps people confused. Um, Mm -hmm. I know you have to go uh, a little, a minute early. So tell everybody how... People can find you and follow you. I was going to ask you about the timeline. Doesn't work, but I guess we don't have time for that. Go ahead and tell everybody how they can ha- uh, learn more from you and your footage.
3: Well, we're at Renaissance Women Productions, and um, we did a 15-minute video that day. We pulled together our. our uh, I basically wrote a narrative for it. It was kind of one of my columns that I do. I, I do political columns. And I uh, had the narrative, and I thought, well, shoot, I've got all this footage. I'll go ahead and lay it on a timeline, so it became a video, a 15-minute video. So oh. if people go to renaissancewomenproductions.com and send me a message, I can send them the link. We don't have it's password protected because otherwise, you know, the the um, the Gestapo out there is going to take it down, so no one can see it. But we're running. We want everyone to see it. We've sent it out. I think there's been over 500,000 people have seen it. I'm encouraging every single person that was there with their cameras, taking pictures, to send their footage in to their congressmen, to their local media, to their friends. Make sure they've got gazillion copies of it, and it's in hand in the hands of everyone, because that's going to be evidence that's going to be used. I think. Yeah. And uh, there, there's just so much good footage out there that that counters their narrative and if only they would just bring these people to trial we could all see what the truth is
1: yeah and that's violates the constitution i want to respect your time nina may thank you so much for joining us we so appreciate having you best of luck to you with your projects we appreciate oh
3: thank you thank you so much bless y'all
1: yeah bless you too well we have a couple minutes and it it uh allows me to talk a little bit about the, the two issues, you know, juxtapose them, or as we like to say in the old days, compare and contrast. Uh, news just came out that Andrew Cuomo, uh, from a judge, Manhattan DA's office will not charge Cuomo with COVID nursing home deaths, says a lawyer. So a man is responsible for the homicide, for the death, knowingly, and he wasn't alone for potentially 15,000 elderly people whose lives did not matter in order we don't know. We don't know, but guess what? There will be no trial, no charges filed for Andrew Cuomo, who left office because of sexual improprieties. (laughs) But people are languishing away in jail in solitary confinement on charges that they were trespassing, Something profoundly serious is going on here. Don't you think? So think about that as you move into 2022. I wish us all greater strength, greater courage, integrity, standing on principle, speaking out, holding fast to the principles that made America great. And that means don't believe me. Don't believe anybody. But you don't have a boss. Our only boss, we hope, and that's voluntary, is God, which we call Hashem in Hebrew. Uh, God gave us free will. We should never expect less from our government. Thank you for joining us. I'll be back on Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern for spouting off. For